1: Experience the magic. The summer carnival like no other. The Star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on S E M Track.
2: Good morning. Welcome to Magic Millions Radio. We've got through the week. We've got as far as Friday and we're only 24 hours away from what is going to be a magical race day, of course, Magic Millions Day 2023. The sales just continue to go gangbusters some massive results there yesterday. Oh, I thought the two thousand or the two point six million dollars on Wednesday wouldn't be beaten. I'm not sure if Tim Rowe did. We'll check in with uh, him in just a moment. But two point seven million dollars yesterday afternoon for an I am Invincible Anahid yielding. So we've got to two point seven, and I've got a feeling. Just uh, dealing with Tim this morning, having a couple of messages with Tim this morning, that we might even get further than the 2.7. We might even get above that today. Let's hope we certainly uh, do. Now, from ANZ Bloodstock, Tim Rowe does join me this morning. Tim, what a day it was yesterday.
3: Morning, Chris. uh, Yeah, I haven't, I've covered it for a few years, these sales, and there was a 20 minute period there where there was $5 million horses that went through. It was, uh, yeah, didn't know where to look. There was bids being taken left, right, and centre.
2: I thought. We lived in a world where no one had any money anymore. Doesn't seem to be the case,
3: does it? <laughs> it does, but you you lose perspective when you come to sales like this. There's uh, you're very, very nice houses effectively going through every few minutes. So yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, it's, it's something different, that's for sure.
2: Now, you didn't expect that uh, $2.7 million yesterday, did you?
3: Probably not to that level. I know Peter O'Brien from Sedgeneau started... Put me on the onto this horse or that horse, sort of. When I spoke to him in November, when the catalogue was released, So don't forget that horse. But 2.7 is a lot of money, um, and I didn't possibly think he'd maybe surpass the uh, sister to Sunlight. But you know, when there's two big players wanting a particular horse, there's who knows where it where it stops.
2: And it was uh, Tom Magnier who made the purchase.
3: Yeah, Coolmore again. They've uh, obviously got home affairs through Byom Invincible, and they're just trying to get lightning. My... To strike twice, and that's what they've, you know. So they've, they've gone big, and you know they bought a yearling for three million dollars last year. The brother to Sunlight, so you know it doesn't scare them, and hopefully they get results with, with him or another one.
2: Uh, with this one, the I am Invincible Anna Heed, uh, breeding wise, uh, what was the big appeal there?
3: Look, out of a, the first foal of a, a young mare group. Uh, group two winning uh, filly, but, uh, I think the Snowdens trained down ahead. She was very precocious, which I know that word gets thrown around a lot, but you know, she raced it too. So that's that's what they're aiming for is, you know, a big cult that can win the Slipper or the Magic Millions, English Millennium, all those big races. Then, you you know, you've got a, a stallion and fifty, hundred, dollars 100000 service fees. So that's what they're all all, all trying to uh, jag. Now you gave us
2: one yesterday, lot 504. I am invincible. Tumu, we'll call it Tumo. I've probably got that wrong, but it did go for 1.6 million.
3: Yep, James Harron bought that. Uh, bought that cult. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, Tumo. I'll, I'll leave the pronunciation to you. was you I've know, already a, butchered it. A daughter, a daughter of, a daughter of uh, Moss Fun. Um, so yeah, that same and the. Told on uh, Tuesday made 1.65, so from that same family, being very profitable for, for Emirates Park who, who bred him, and, yeah, James Harron bought that horse. Um, he's a bit coy whether he made a play for the Moss Fun on, on Tuesday. I've got the feeling he may have, but uh, in his eyes, uh, you know, Lot 504 was the one on type that he, he liked and, and stumped up.
2: All right, so the sales start this morning at 10 a.m., so they have just started we're sitting on an average at the moment of three hundred and six thousand dollars, three hundred six thousand two hundred and forty dollars. How does that compare with previous years?
3: That's up on last year as a record, and it's up again this year. So yeah, new, just no end in sight. And I'd predict that that average will at least hover around that, and possibly even rise. Yeah, be a lot of, the next day or so.
2: A lot of happy faces around Magic Millions, that's for sure. Now today. You mentioned to me earlier that you think the 2.7 might get knocked off today.
3: That's right. So uh, anyone's, uh, you know, got access to the Sky Channel or the stream on, you can watch it on YouTube. I'd uh, sort of tune in in probably about uh, 25 minutes to th- 30 minutes. Uh, another I'm Invincible Colt Lot six seven six. The first follow out of Booker uh, Barry Bowditch from Magic Million said it's in his eyes the best Colt he's ever seen walk onto a yearling sales ground. So. Wow. Um, you know, the, yeah. So that's it's a big call, and the, the colt that sold for two point seven yesterday, there was multiple uh, bidders above two million. So there's plenty of money still out there. So yeah, I'll, I'm a betting man, as you know, Chris. So I'd be taking short odds that it breaks two point seven. Okay. Um, I know you've got lad breaks on later they should start betting on this stuff to make it
2: uh, <laughs> well that might be something that could uh, could be in the future that's for sure I wouldn't be surprised yeah, yeah
3: if you can put it to them I'd uh, you'd, you'd have a few players in the press box anyway
2: <laughs> so that's about 25 minutes away so we'll keep uh, we'll keep all the listeners updated with that um, with what happens there actually if we don't if you mind don't mind just sending me a text and just letting me know what it goes for uh, that would be great Tim if you don't mind Uh any others? Great. Any others to keep an eye yeah. on today or perhaps tomorrow night?
3: Uh, well, today, later in the session, eight lot 873, another I'm Invincible, uh, Philly out of Flippin. Uh She's, you know, again, a fantastic type. Of, I know breeding obviously puts a price tag on them, but if you've got the breeding but don't match the you know confirmation and things like that, you won't be able to sell them for good money. But she, she seems to tick it also. And Philly's a averaged you know, huge prices this week so I think she will certainly make a million um, possibly two. who knows but she'll she'll be very very popular
2: all right so we've got 676 shortly eight seventy three one more to send us out
3: uh yep to my, late tomorrow night lot uh, 9.55, fifty five in exceeding excel half brother to Empire of Japan in the obviously the favorite for the magic millions tomorrow so if he happens to win that probably adds uh you know my at half a million to his price, regardless of the result, he's going to make plenty of money tomorrow night. All the Colts funds that we've talked about, Cornwalls and uh, Newgates and James Harren, so they'll all look very, very closely uh, at him. All righty. Now, the sales
2: wrap up on Monday. The last day's Monday, 10 a.m. Uh, do you see it all the way through, Tim, or you, you're out of town earlier than that?
3: No, I'm here for the duration. You're here for
2: the long haul. Do you get a gig at the uh, golf day on Tuesday?
3: Uh, well, I would, but I'm uh, I'm not much of a golfer, so I'd be more of a handicap to my team <laughs> teammates than a yeah than a help. I think. So, well, they're looking for caddies, all well, right. Uh, yeah, that, that it, the uh, 19th hole suits me down to the ground.
2: <laughs> Tim, you've been an absolute uh, treat all week. It's been great to have you on the show. We really appreciate it. You did the same thing last year. Uh, you've done uh, even better this year. Can't thank you enough. Uh, enjoy the rest of the sales. If you can keep me posted on that one shortly, that will be great. And I look forward to catching up with you shortly.
3: Will do, Chris. Thanks very much.
2: Uh, thanks, Tim. Tim Rowe joining us there from ANZ Bloodstock, as he's done every day this week. Uh, and His knowledge has been just uh, great to get hold of. So good on you, Tim. Thank you very much. So uh, We'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll chat to Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes. And he and I are going to go through every race at uh, the Gold Coast tomorrow, see if we can find a winner or ten.
1: Experience the magic. The summer carnival like no other. The Star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track.
2: We're back on Magic Millions Radio on this Friday, the 13th, which is never a good sign, Friday the 13th of January. Uh, I'm joined in the studio by Tommy Hackett of Ladbrokes. Ladbroke it this Magic Millions Day, but if you're having a bet, do so responsibly. Just before I get to you, Tommy, uh, there are general admission tickets available for tomorrow still at the Gold Coast. So if you are keen on going... You can certainly get general admission tickets. Tom, good morning. Good morning,
4: Chris. It's uh, an exciting week. The countdown is on now. And it's. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a tricky card, as it always is. We never really go into Magic Moon's Day with a huge amount of confidence. But I think if you can find a couple of winners, I think there's going to be a couple of winners at a nice price. So I think... If we go 10 from 10, we'll be retiring. Oh, we can buy we could buy the book a yearling. <laughs> uh, but even if we get three winners, I think we'll probably finish uh, well in front. Well, I remember that day a few years ago when all the favourites won. Oh, one of the greats. One that? That of the greats for punters. <laughs> uh, not was. a great day for uh, Ludbroke staff. I was actually with the Ludbroke CEO uh, at the time, uh, Jason Scott, that day. We had a Magic Millions function. And he was, it was a hot day. He was sweating already. And then as the favourites <laughs> just rolled in, he was sweating even more by the end of the day. <laughs> he sweating bullets by that he stage. He absolutely was.
2: All right, let's look at all of these races. Uh, race one is the Magic Millions Country Cup, 1,200 metres... <laughs> Always a tough way to start the day. We haven't even got to race two yet.
4: Yeah, let's, <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already getting in a bit of a cold sweat about race two, but the, the Magic Millions Country Cup, we've seen a strong move here. Ezekiel, Cody Morgan trains, Jamie Carr in the saddle, Three eighty dollars into $2.90. It's the, the clear market mover. Situation room was well backed early, $6.50 into four eighty, dollars just out to $5.50 now. And they're the two that absolutely dominate betting at the moment. The only one, other one that's sort of been backed at a bit of a price has been Sidearm, into $23, but these top two in the market do dominate betting. And I find it, it's a tricky race as it so often is the country cup, but I think situation room uh, does look reasonably well placed. was, disappointing last start at the Sunshine Coast, but I do like that it makes its own lucker uh, on the speed here. Craig Williams in the saddle. I think 1,200 metres is probably the concern here. Uh, I think a lot of its best form has been over those short-course sprints, so not a huge amount of confidence, but if we, we're thinking that they will be able to run on tomorrow, but if if they if it is playing a little bit leaderish early, Situation Rube could get to the front and, uh, and just nip away from them late.
2: Well, it's interesting you say that about running on because we know last week on Wave Day, uh, five leaders won. I think three of them sat second or third and the other one sat fourth. It was just basically impossible to make ground. And they weren't races that were sprint homes, all of them. So, I mean, Spiritualised ran home, was, ran along early and there were a couple, of, a couple of others as well. So, it wasn't a fact that uh, they were all dashes to the post. This time around, Nivesh, I've read an article this morning in the Gold Coast Bulletin. He thinks the track will race a lot fairer. Uh, He doesn't expect to be any problem being able to run on in the straight. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, so I know I've tipped a couple that will sit off the speed. So I'm hoping they do run on, but we'll know after a few races, I'm sure. I'm with the favourite, Easy Keel. I love that win at Armadale last start. Very impressive. Showed a good turn of foot. If you go back the start prior to that, ran seventh at Rose Hill in a highway. Stayed on quite well. Was only beaten just over two lengths. Had 59 kilos that day. It was a
4: pretty good highway that day as well. Yeah,
2: it was. It was too. And Jamie Carr, as you say, rides... 54.5 54.5 doesn't look badly placed. I wouldn't be launching into any country cup anywhere, but that's my tip in the race. Number five, easy kill. Here we go, Tommy. This is the one you've been waiting for. Race number two is the Magic Millions, the debut two-year-old plate, 900 metres. I have never seen so many horses ridden out to win trials as I've seen looking through the form for this race.
4: The debut of the debut <laughs> and it could be absolute chaos. We know that there's a lot of, well they're all incredibly inexperienced horse. You know they're going to go quick over the tight bend around 900 metres so it's going to be a very interesting watch this one. Getty who was one of the impressive trial winners for Team Snowden opened up a clear favourite. It was $2.40 out to $3 now. Been support for Steel City out of Merchant Name pittsburgh fly but it's the emergency so it's probably not going to get a start so it's been six dollars into 420 but unlikely to get a start rush hour has been a bit of a drifter 480 out to six dollars and not really much move uh, for any of the others best back to a bit of a price has been desperately james mcdonald rides for bjorn baker there it's been 18 dollars into 11 dollars out of dream kisses who was a very handy man in her own ride so i think there's a fair bit of guessing going on here uh, yeah. for the punters for me, I, I do have a lot of respect for Team Snowden. We know that with these two-year-olds, they've had a, they've already had clearly got a good two-year-old crop. They've got a lot of a very strong hand in the Magic Millions Classic. I'd say they would have kept Getty up their sleeve. They've always had a good record in the Magic Million Maiden as well. Team Snowden, so they play these sort of races quite well. So I can understand why the market early did gravitate towards Getty. So I can't steer you into anything outside of that. I'd be, I'd be backing in Team Snowden here, but another race where we certainly wouldn't be launching into anything.
2: Well, I think Steel City's a short-priced favourite of the first
4: at Rose Hill. Is that right? That That's correct as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. So I imagine that's where we're running.
2: I'm on desperately here. No confidence. You can't really have too much confidence here. But desperately, I thought, was the best of the trial performers that I saw and was the one probably put under least pressure. And J-Mac to ride from gate one is a, is a big plus. So desperately for me. Getty, I've got in second. Uh, Tears trialled quite okay up here. Won trials at Doomban and Toowoomba and won them convincingly. And number six, uh, Storm the Ramparts, Mark Newnham and Josh Parr. Good gate, didn't mind the trial either. So they're the four for me. I'm, I'm working around those. Certainly agree. Getty in the mix. And look, when Team Snowden wins a trial, they generally win a race.
4: Absolutely. And it wouldn't surprise me if this ends up being a decent form race coming forward. Because I think a lot of trainers, they would have held up some, because uh, we've got some big names here. I think they would have held up some pretty smart ones to, to run in this race. So I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up being a decent form race ahead of the, the rest of the uh, summer.
2: All right. They don't get any easier. The Frizzell Sunshine Magic Millions Sub-Zero 2,200 metres
4: is race number three, Tom. This is another very competitive race. This one, Skylab is the favourite. Hasn't been particularly well back, though. Got as short as four eighty, just out to $5 now. Big boy Roy has been very solid. Zoom-on's been $8 into $7.50. The market mover at a price, though, for uh, Chris Waller, William Pike in the saddle, head of state, who oh. at one stage looked it like it could be a Group 1 horse and hasn't really gone on with the job. But $34 into $16 there, a bit of, a bit of specking for you know, Group 1 winner in the form of warning in the race, he's $19. So it's one I quite like here. Zoom on, I think, is really well placed to bounce back here at a, at a nice price. $7.50 at the moment with Ladbrokes. uh Two wins uh, earlier this preparation were outstanding. Last start was a little bit flat at Randwick. The way the track played that day certainly didn't suit. And I like the fact that... He's been given a little bit of a freshen up. They've given him a barrier trial between race starts. And from barrier four, he'll go forward here with Brenton Avdala in the start. will turn this into a genuine staying contest. And he's a very tough horse. And he's a winner. Five wins from 15 race starts. His his breeding doesn't suggest that he, he is a stayer. But he, he does uh, seem to handle these extended trips. So I think he's one of the better bets of the day at price. so really? I think he's a really good each-way play there. Seven fifty to win, $2.80 to the place. You've just about sold me. Because I've got Skylab on top, but I'm really not confident. The wide gate
2: and the big weight. Uh, does concern me. Yeah, I might jump on Zoom on there. Skylab has the best form. I do I do think that. Comes out of Group 2 and Group 3, last two starts. Has one with 60 kilos, so the weight might not be too much of an issue. But once again, we'll need the, uh, well, distance race they probably will run on anyway. I'd say so. Bit different to the sprint races. So And the tempo looks pretty solid. So I'll go with Skylab. No confidence. More than happy to have something on yours there. Number 11, Zoom on. Best of the day?
4: Uh, it is my best of the wow. day. At the price, it's, it's certainly my best of the day. One more. I've got another one later in the day, which I'd say is more the uh, a bit of a shorter one. But in terms of value play, Zoom on is my best of the day.
2: All right. Race four is the Magic Billions, the Syndicate. Over 1,200 metres, and my best of the day comes up here, but let's have a look at the odds.
4: I think I know what your best of the day is, Chris, <laughs> and I think it's been extremely well-backed here by the Ladbrokes punters. Scalopini 320 into $2.40, the clear market mover, the best-backed horse in any race on the card so far uh, this week. 11 11 well he's, he's a very good horse, but you could almost call him a Magic Million Specialist, 11 11 and he's got an outstanding record, $3.90. Good support for Hidden Wealth, uh, a lightly-raised horse for Tony Golan. It's been $9 into $5.50, but... It's Scalopini that really does dominate this betting. And he he does look pretty well placed here for mine as well. I think 11-11, a little bit unsure whether he's come back up this preparation. He's been an outstanding horse. He's always been my, one of mine, 11-11. I've always been a, a big fan. But he's been a little bit unconvincing this preparation. Certainly hasn't put his uh, best form forward. And I think he's going to have to be close to his best to beat yep. Scalopini, who we know is a, a very good horse, goes well first up. and. Last preparation, in my opinion, went to went to another level. It was a horse that he I did. thought in the in the winter, uh, as, a, as, a, as an eight-year-old, it's just continued to improve, and uh, it just continues to impress me. He's going to be right there on the speed. He's going to be well ahead of 11-11 in the run, who will probably get back from barrier 11 with James McDonald in the saddle. So it uh, ticks a few boxes here for me, Scalapini. It doesn't surprise me that it has been well-backed.
2: Yeah, and he's an eight-year-old, but he's only had 38 starts. He's won 11, placed on a further 13 occasions. He's a different horse now. He he was a horse that always would go back in his races and run on. Sometimes he'd get there, sometimes he wouldn't. But now he seems to be able to settle a lot closer, and we saw him win. The, the last race he went around in was at Flemington uh, back in September of last year, and he won and led all the way. And he he absolutely bolted he did. as well. He just cruised away from them in the straight, won by over like Over two lengths on that occasion. So, sense of timing with him here. I loved his recent trial at Doombin. Very, very soft. Uh, then he's jumped out at uh, Doombin on Tuesday, I believe, and jumped out very, very well. And I think he maps here, I don't see a great deal of speed. Um, Centrefire will go forward. Dovetail Diva goes forward. Direct goes forward. And he'll probably lob in the first five here from that gate, and he's going to be very hard to beat from there. So, Yeah, the groundswell is, and I'm glad to hear you say that most of the money has been for scalopini this week, and I think it might continue.
4: Yeah, I think so as well. I think he he, he he could even touch even money. I think I think the money will come, especially if we do see early in the day if horses aren't really running on. I, yep. think, I think the money will really come, and he will will probably be the best bet of the day for a lot of punters.
2: There's another couple there with I'm interested in. though. I'm a big fan of Contemptuous, who I think will go forward also. I missed that out when I did the pace there. But Contemptuous will go forward. He's a stable mate. And the one you mentioned, there has been support for number 13, Hidden Wealth. Very, very promising.
4: Yeah, Hidden Wells a really interesting horse. I think this is obviously the toughest test of its racing career today, but it, uh, it, it we get a good look at it and, it, and it could prove to be a very handy horse if it can knock off the lights of Scalopini and 11 11. I think Contemptuous, very good first up there yeah. in, in the George Moore. Certainly not the strongest edition of the George Moore that we've ever seen, but it's still pretty pretty good form for a race a, a race of this quality. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, proven thoroughbred Steve O'Day, Matty Hoisted could uh, quinella this race.
2: All Race number five is the Magic Millions fillies and mares over 1,300 metres. Will Kiku be all the rage here?
4: Yeah, Kiku has been well backed. The favourite and the market mover, $4 into $3.60. Brookspire, another Chris Waller horse, is there at $6.50. Barossa-Rossa, $7. Best backed at, at, at a bit of a price has been uh, not a huge move for any of them, really, but Vangelic was uh, $16 into $12. But it's a tricky race, this one. Kiku... I thought I was pretty keen first up and I thought she was just a, a little bit flat. We we can see Chris Waller horses do that a little bit flat first up and then improve for it's obviously going to be her target. So I certainly not putting the pen through her, but I can't get her as short as $3.60 either. And there is one a horse I like here. She's a bit of a favorite of mine and they'll need to be running on for her to be any chance. It's Jamea. Mm. We know she's got very little early speed. She gets a long way back in her races and she certainly doesn't win out of turn, but she, on her day, she has a serious turn of foot. And back on top of the ground is the big advantage for us. She didn't she failed to fire during the uh, Sydney autumn because they are all those wet tracks. She doesn't like the ch- wet track at all. She found a few wet tracks in uh, in Sydney as well during the during the spring. And they've given her, uh, they put her away. This is probably D-Day for her because it's been now two preparations where she hasn't really fired. But if she brings her best form, she is more than good enough to win this race and she'll be storming home the outside. So a little bit of each way play for me here. Jamea, $11 into 350. dollars Plenty of respect for Kiku. Just can't get it as short as the current price. No love for Mimi Lagarde, number five. Yeah, it's probably my... Th- Third pick in the race, Mimi Lagarde. has been nine fifty into $8 uh, with Labro. it so been a, a horse I've sort of followed uh, since she made her debut, and she's been a pretty good horse for punters as yeah. well. Uh, so definitely uh, one I've got I've got right there in the race.
2: Well, she ran second to King of Sparta in the three-year-old uh, Magic Millions of Guineas last year, and she charged home from the back of the field. And her runs since, she hasn't really had a lot go her way. She's struck heavy tracks. She's been forced wide. Now, things did pan out for her two starts back here when she won the Tats Classic. And she won that well. Uh, And then last start at Eagle Farm in the gateway, she just got caught wide all the way, and that was a forgivable run. But I'm hoping that uh, Jason Collett can find a spot a little bit closer here. I don't expect her to be up in the first few, but around midfield, hopefully no worse. Uh, And she can finish off well. She loves the track. She loves the Gold Coast. And look, if things pan out for her, I think she's a good each-way bet. So I'll go for five. uh, Mimi Lagarde over one in Kiku. And I'm respecting uh, quite a few others there. It's uh, it's an open sort of race. Certainly, once you get away from Kiku. Now we should go for some news, Tommy. When we come back from the news, we'll look at the last four races on Magic Millions Day.
1: Experience the magic the summer carnival like no other. The Star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track.
2: It sure is, and make sure you experience the magic at Magic Millions on the Gold Coast. I'm here with uh, Tom Hackett from Ladbrokes. We're looking at all races at the Gold Coast tomorrow afternoon. We've covered races one through five. Now it's time to get serious. The quaddy legs. Well, no, we've got another five to go, haven't we? It's ten races, not nine.
4: Ten races, Ten Chris. Races. We, we've yes. almost gone a little bit early there. And yeah. this is one of the, oh, the biggest races of the day coming up. It is. The Magic Million Snippets because you're keen on one. Is that why? No, no, I'm not necessarily keen on one, but the punters are. Uh, King of Sparta, yeah. $2.30 into $1.90. But there, there have been a fair few deductions there. Holyfield came out. Scalapini came out early. That's left King of Sparta as uh, clearly the the clear top pick here. Shooting for goals, second favorite, $6.50 into six fifty into $6.00. Best backed at a bit of a price has been Axe, $23 into $17. I would have liked to have seen Holyfield run in this race. I think he, he, he'll run later in the day. I think he could have given uh, King of Sparta a bit of a, a, a sight here. He was $12, which I was quite keen. I actually bet early, and uh, unfortunately, he's now been scratched. I think that, that does leave King of Sparta as the standout. We know King of Sparta yeah. is a good horse. He is capable of a high-rating effort on his day. He was very good in the foul on first up, but he's... For me, he's not the sort of horse I want to be diving in at odds on. He just doesn't have that feel. Barrier 12, a little bit sticky. Obviously, James McDonald on, which is a positive, but I certainly wouldn't be diving in at the $1.90. The horse I want to play each way, and it's it's definitely an each-way play, because he'll need a bit of luck from Barrier 15, though, is Axe. $17 $17 yeah. the win, 370 the place. He's just developed into a very consistent horse axe. He very rarely runs a bad race, especially at 1,200 metres, where he's only missed the, the placings on, on three occasions. His form, all this preparation has been good. He was not been in far in a George Moore. He's run before that at Eagle Farm behind F Troot was really good. So he's been racing really well. And if he gets a just a little bit of luck, I think he can uh, be in the finish at a nice price. So I've got respect for King Esparta. He's the clear top pick. He's the clear standout, but I'm just not diving in at the $1.90. I'd rather have axe 7. $17 the wins, 370
2: the place. Well, I'm with King of Sparta, but uh, once again, it's not something I'll be launching into at that price. Look, if he turns up in the same form as he did in the Falvalon, he'll probably just put them away because he showed a good turn of foot that day. And by all reports, uh, he's improved, and you'd suggest he would have because this is the race he would have been set for.
4: So. And the stable are flying at the moment, Team Snowden. We know that they've, every horse they've got set for a big race at the moment seems to be getting the job done. So exactly. plenty of respect there as well.
2: Uh, three shooting for gold in the mix. Two hard Empire. I know he won that race at big odds. That was the uh, the missile, the Group Two missile. At what price was he that day? Hundred and one. You, bet yes. you could get on the day. Yeah, seventy-one officially. Now he's won two trials leading in here. Just wanted to keep on the safe side. Hard Empire He's good on his day, uh, and the fourteen Maotai has got a good first up record, unbeaten first up three from three. Uh, might run a race also. So once you get away from King of Sparta, it is quite open, isn't it?
4: Yeah, you can find there's certainly uh, horses that you can sort of hitch your wagon to and maybe play each way. So I think it's basically the case of you're either with King of Sparta or you're, you're against it. And so there's a few different ways you can play the race.
2: All righty. The first of the big ones, Tommy, is the Star Gold Coast Magic Millions two-year-old classic over 1,200 metres. What have you come? Or what's the market first?
4: Well, the market is a, a very competitive one. Empire of Japan is the favourite and has been the the best backed with live The biggest bets on the race are Empire of Japan. The biggest bet we've taken so far is six thousand five dollars on Empire of Japan to win at five dollars. That's the price it is at the moment. It hasn't really moved all that much throughout the week. Sovereign Fund's been seven dollars into six dollars, but the market mover. For Tony Golan, who's never won the Magic Millions Classic, has been nine dollars into seven dollars, two wins from as many race starts, and has been very popular with the Ladbrokes punters. Best backed at a, at a bit of a price has been Sunsource, thirty-one dollars into twenty-one dollars. But there, there has been money for a lot of horses here. It's a, it's a very competitive race. You see, it's got a. There's not many horses at a really big price. So most of the field is sort of in that. There's a, a host of horses sort of between fifteen to to twenty dollars, and you can make a case for a few of them. The horse I've got on top, though, is Platinum Jubilee, who Mm -hmm. I thought was very good in the gimcrack on debut. And look, the winner all ends up in that same race, which is sort of the key race here, because coming out of that race is Empire of Japan. Firelane uh, won that race, and... Uh, it looked the winner the whole way through here, Platinum Jubilee, then just sort of ran out of puff late. And I think there's still a, a bit of improvement left there. And if she does improve, I think that that'll make her pretty tough to beat here. Uh, and at $8, uh, and I think she gets a nice run from Barrier 7, I think she's a, a really nice play here at the prize. I do have a respect for Empire of Japan. We know that it'll be ready for its grand finals. We said Team Snowden, there's a few better grand final trainers. But $5 in such an, an open race is uh, a little bit of a concern Fire Lane has almost been punished for winning the other day. He yeah. did have every possible run. He got, he got, he he did get the dream run, and he's probably unlikely to get that from barrier 15. But I think if they are able to run on, it'll be midfield. We uh, should be able to get a bit of cover from barrier 15. I, I just think it's $19 is silly for a horse that in its last start has beaten the favorite, has beaten the, the fourth favorite, and they're the horses that won the Breeders Plate and the Gimcrack. So that's not bad form. Uh, and he's going around at $19. So they're, they're the two key ones for me, but... There's not many that I'm willing to completely put the put the line through. I think it's a really interesting race and uh, uh, one where you can make a case for a, a host of runners at a nice price. And keep in
2: mind, Sunsource passed the vet check and will take uh, her place in the field. Now, I used that same race as you for a reference, that race at Randwick on uh, Christmas Eve. Platinum Jubilee led. Uh, Fire Lane was parked behind and Empire of Japan was towards the rear of the field, worse than midfield. Numbers say they didn't go hard in that race whatsoever. So for Empire of Japan to come wide and then run on strongly, just might have petered out very, very late or peaked on the run. I thought that was the best run in the race. And if you go back and have a look at his um, his Breeders Plate win, there was a bit of speed on that day, and that helped him run away from them late. So there's obviously going to be good speed here. Uh, if J-Mac can slot in somewhere and get some cover, which I think he obviously think he will, be able to do. then I think uh, I think Empire of Japan's the one to beat. 13, the ones you mentioned there for Tony Golan, Skirt the Law, well, she was the winner at the barrier draw. There's no doubt about that. She's won her two races like they've been barrier trials, but she's beaten absolutely nothing. And that's the, the figures query, don't she, look great either. Nah. But,
4: but I guess the the upside is there, and then the the, part, the market support is a positive there because yeah. we know that we, we she is very she's definitely all, they're all untapped, but she's certainly the most untapped filly in the field, and she's she's the X factor for mine in the race. All righty. Uh, all right, well, I'm going
2: with four, and you're going with ten. So you're with Platinum Jubilee, and I am with Empire of Japan. Race eight is the three-year-old guineas, Tom. The three-year-old guineas over 1,425
4: metres. Well, this is the big story of the day for me is Yellow Brick, uh, mm. a horse that's sort of emerged from from nowhere to now be uh, the, the favourite in the Magic Millions guineas, $4 off the back of that King of the Mountain victory. Russian Conquest is on the second line of betting. It's a horse that's run well at the Magic Millions before, $5 into $4 is 60 There hasn't really been much of a move for anything at a price here it's been all about uh the top two in the market yellow brick and russian conquest yellow brick it's probably the hardest horse on the entire card for me to assess i think the the numbers are there to suggest that this is a, a very serious horse, and the question is whether it can back up that really in, impressive first up victory at toowoomba but it it just keeps improving and we are still it not sure if it, it, this could be uh a, a, a queensland racing superstar potentially that's An exciting one, for for, certainly for Queensland Racing. Russian Conquest certainly isn't one of mine. Two wins from nine race starts. If you're back to every start, you'd be well behind because she's always right there in the market. Doesn't necessarily get the job done. But the the horse I want to play here again at at Double Figures, which is a bit of my theme of the day, is uh, Tijuana, who the trial was poor but it's a horse that throughout its career has never really tried particularly well. It's a bit of a grinding horse. doesn't necessarily have a, a massive turn of foot, but if you go through some of its form, uh, it ran well uh, in a McNeil. It's got form at Mooney Valley. It's, it's got form around the likes of uh, Af cabin and certainly wasn't disgraced in a, in a Caulfield guineas where it, where it finished fifth there behind golden mile. So if you take that form, that's pretty solid form uh, heading into a, a Magic Millions guineas. And I think if they do go quick, which I do think they will, from Barrier 7, Mark Zara will be able to park behind the speed. I think it's the horse that could get the last crack at them. So in a really interesting race, T1 is the horse I want to play. All right. Well, I'm sticking with Yellow Brick. I think he's his potential star. Uh, he just—he's
2: one of those horses that puts himself on the speed, absorbs the speed, and then once challenged, he just says, "See
4: you later." He's very likable. He just kicks there, away. There's he's a little a, bit of alle- love- alligator blood about there him. There is. Yeah,
2: you'd love to own one like him, wouldn't you? And he costs twenty thousand dollars. So there you go. That's the dream. So I'm with four over fourteen. Now we've uh, waffled so long, we're starting to run out of time. So I'll get you to give me the markets if you can for the last two races, and just a tip from you from each. Uh,
4: Oscar Zulu is the clear favourite here in race nine, cool. seven fifty into four dollars. The the clear favourite and the market mover. Uh, not one of mine, Oscar no. Zulu. Uh, my tip in that race, and I think we line up here at a, at a bit of a price, is Superior, who's been a drifter. Yeah. $11 out to $14. I thought it was a very good last start in Sydney and it's a horse that has, not the most consistent in the world, but is able to throw up a big rating on its day. So I'm hoping to play superior there. $14 to win, $4 to place. We just need them to be able to run on. Exactly right. If I think they're, if not, you're, running if on, they're not running no on, if you, you throw away your ticket. Yep. And race 10? Race 10. Tough way to finish the day, but punters have found Alpine Edge here. 3:30 into $2.70. F Troop, the second line of betting at $4.20. Uh, Indiscreetly has been uh, pretty solid at $6. Those three dominate the market. Uh, I mentioned one that I, I did like one because I've been basically backing outsiders all day the one favorite i do like on the card is alpine edge uh he's just been he's been racing well this preparation barry won a little bit of a query we'll need a little bit of luck at the right time but he's got form around yellow brick he comes out of that that race where he was a little bit unlucky didn't have a huge amount of luck in running i think up to 1300 meters now suits so alpine edge uh, to finish us off with a winner
2: well i like him too i like uh, f troop as well but i've Got a query on both at a strong 1,300 metres, but Alpine Edge gets that run from gate one. Should be in an an economical run, so he'll just need that gap. If he gets it, he looks the one to beat, but uh, I wouldn't be having my last on him in the last. Your best bet, Tom?
4: My best bet is zoom on race number three. Hopefully get the cash nice and early. Race three, number 11, zoom on at $7.50.
2: Best of luck. Have a great day out at Magic Millions. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Chris. Good luck, punters. Now, just remember, Ladbroke Same Race Multi, you can multiply the excitement this Magic Millions Day. Terms and conditions apply. See the website for details and always gamble
1: responsibly. Experience the magic. The summer carnival like no other. The Star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track.
2: Welcome back to Magic Millions Radio. Now, this morning... Sammy Highland and I caught up with Yellow Bricks jockey in the three-year-old guineas. Ben Thompson had a chat with him. One of our favourite horses, Yellow Brick, around the Gold Coast tomorrow. And you and I are very, very keen on his chances, Ben. Good afternoon to you.
0: Good afternoon, Chris.
2: Yes. uh, Sammy and I, as I said, we're very confident about the chances of Yellow Brick. Uh, How are you feeling?
0: Yeah, good, good. I was actually... um... Uh, just said to Steph before that oh, I wish it was Saturday. It's, so it's it's um especially when like obviously we're used to a typical week in Queensland is is races Tuesday Friday Saturday Sunday sorry Wednesday Friday Saturday Sunday but no meeting today um mm-hmm. but no speed up and and um yeah just continue preparing for tomorrow and then rip in Benny's so, such an impressive horse isn't he this uh yellow brick I know the Sears camp of have got a, a huge opinion of it. And uh, best of luck to, to Lee and Matty Sears who own this horse. And i tell you what, uh, that was a fantastic win uh, first up at Toowoomba in the King of the Mountain. Yeah, it sure was, Sam. He's, he is a beauty. He's um, obviously from the first time that I, I rode him, which he he'd won his first start on debut at Ipswich, then they put him out for a spell straight away. He won narrowly that day. Um, but it was a good gap from second to third, mind you. He, I rode him on a wet track at at the Gold Coast at a metropolitan meeting, and he, he stuck on well. He was beaten just over three lengths to Plundering, who was enormous, and Clairview Molly just caught us late, uh, beating us for second. But he just had a real presence about him, and and at only his second start, he just seemed a natural talent. albeit he was well held, I said to Tony, like he he's a genuine Saturday class horse. This, and and I'm just you know, I thought back on top of the ground. I was able to get a, a good feel of him, so he's went on to win his his next three, where I rode him to two of those, um, and then you know come start six, he's he's the king of the mountain winner. But he's a he's a professional. He's he's taken so much improvement with each each time I've ridden him, which is now four times, um, and it, yeah, can't wait to sit in him tomorrow.
2: I was going to say, you, you go forward obviously on him because that's the that's his pattern of racing but he, he just seems to be able to take up a spot and, and I was watching that King of the Mountain very closely because I was keen on his chances for various reasons <laughs> but he uh, you, you had him just sort of steadily just moving across under no real pressure. You, you were in no hurry to get outside um, steady ready but he just seems to be able to, to absorb any pressure mid-race and then when he's challenged, he just pulls out another gear.
0: Yeah, he sure does. He um... He, he, he's. I was sort of unsure heading into that race, to Womba just how well he travelled. You know, or where he travelled comfortably, should I say? Because he'd, he'd sat in you know, his four runs before his his break, he'd, or his little break. He'd sat second first up and was keen outside Yiska, and then he's, um, and then he's um, led his next three. But he was unchallenged in all three of those. Like, mind you, it was twelve hundred out all the way out to a mile, but. He was never really taken on. Um, but I, it obviously he travelled so comfortably there, so there was no reason to say that under a bit of pressure he couldn't do the same. I was sort of, albeit he was taken on open company, I'd looked a race that, that lacked probably natural pace other than um, Steady Ready, who is, mind you, a, a very fast horse, I thought, between myself, it, goal Lane, I wasn't too sure who else to challenge us and whether I'd be third, fourth or second, I just wanted to have him wherever he was happy he jumps away super. Um and I was just yeah, in no hurry to get across. He got across on his terms and really was in control for a long way out. So it does look much the same tomorrow without sort of going through the race in depth, though I, I don't tend to do that until race morning, so it's fresh. It's the runners that I do know and um it's like spiritualized who has good pace. Lada Kia who led sort of on her own terms their first two but was really dynamic taking a sit last Saturday um and obviously um uh, fashion legend who i'm familiar with he's been up on the speed so i don't i think you know it'd just be the same plan i'm just going to ride him wherever he's comfortable we've drawn barrier five and he'll come into four and just when I, I tried him uh 12 days before the win at the king of the mountain at Doomben, and and it was only a small field but come away neutral and we settled leaders back that day and he traveled really strong there but just the way he, he balanced up and, and went through his gears around really nice horses, um, being primed for victory, counter beans, um, merrily. he done it like he, he, he quickened off taking a sit that day. He'd done it so many times. And funnily enough, I've ridden the horse, or well, the first three times I rode him, um, each time I was told to take a sit, because like, Tony's adamant that he'd be better with that. So he hasn't had to do it yet, but I'm sure if, if for whatever reason, Spiritualised than others. Soothsayer show a lot of pace from out wide. I'm um, probably just as confident we're sitting third, fourth, and if we are there, it's because they're probably going too quick.
2: Could you have dreamt up a better barrier draw?
0: No, no, I couldn't <laughs> have actually. It's um, it was funny. Like uh, Stephanie and I were at at the barrier draw at the beach on on Tuesday, and I said to Stephanie, I could choose a barrier. I said it'd be, and she said before I said anything, six. And I said I was gonna say eight. I said I just wanted to draw like middle to low, um, but not too low, whereas I'd be un- under a bit of pressure to to hold that spot. Um, which I think the way that the way the the speed looks like, you know, that those obvious speed horses that I know, where they're all drawn on my outside, I think four is perfect. Um, it's he's gonna have options, and I think you know if he begins as he has. In all six runs, he's going to put himself there, and he's just going to make his own luck. And obviously, a lot of these horses are out to the 1400 for the for the first time, whereas he's already a winner at a mile and and won a an open class race against horses that have been stakes placed over 1200. So he's he's pretty exciting, and um, I guess another omen to what I was telling someone the other day or Paul Joyce the other day that um, my mum was ecstatic when he, he drew the five because. In uh, my parents are greyhound trainers, and the fives, the, the yellow box, so it's um, hopefully, it, it's a good home. And the yellow bricks drawn the, the five rug, you could say. Ben, how good is he? This horse, what level do you reckon he can get to? I mean, you've ridden some good horses. Uh, can this horse just keep going to the top? I think so. Like, I, I don't want to put the, the card in front of the horse, Sam, but he, he like, he's. He's he's a really nice horse, put it that way. He's like he won last time and just sort of going through the race, obviously he wasn't favourite that night but was well respected. He he just ticked all the boxes like horses that he looking back in time, like horses that he'd beaten. he beaten Soothsayer twice who come on to win after being defeated by Yellow Brick. He went three in a row all at Saturday grade. He's beat Counter Beans, who's now twice his his last two starts has has um been stakes placed, listed level and group three level narrowly beaten um and he, yeah he's just he's beaten good horse along the way so i think just how well he does it his demeanor um and the way he's improving like it's only start seven tomorrow so uh, you know just as you know like horses how they improve by the time they've had you know 15 or so starts i think he's pretty exciting so hopefully it's um it's you know it we're saying that he could be pretty special after tomorrow
1: Experience the magic. The summer carnival like no other. The Star Gold Coast Magic Millions Race Day and Carnival. It's Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson on SEN Track.
2: Well, that's it. That's a wrap for Magic Millions Radio for this week. I hope everyone has a great time. Whatever they're doing on Magic Millions Day tomorrow on the Gold Coast, whether they're at a pub, club, they're on track or having a barbecue, wherever you are, have a great day. I hope it's a profitable one. Thanks to all my guests this week who have been so generous with their time. It's always been the case, and I really appreciate that. Looking forward to doing it all again next year. Now, we did speak to Tim Rowe from ANZ Bloodstock, telling us about Lot 676 that was going off this morning. He thought it might beat the $2.7 million high price that we had up to that stage. Well, I can tell you that Kiramar Racing bought the yearly, and it went for $2.5 billion. So we've now got a two point five. A 2.6 and a 2.7. Will it go any higher than that? We'll find out the next couple of days. Thanks again. All the best for Magic Millions, and we'll catch you next time.